Good morning, tribe. What's going on? It is Michael Fleming coming at you with episode, podcast episode number 15. I'm so excited to be at number 15. Woo! That is 15 more than I thought I would have a month ago, right? So this is, uh, I'm really excited to come at you today with uh, podcast episode number 15. I'm super excited to share this with you because this is uh, really kind of catching its own momentum and uh, something that I am really excited to share my knowledge and my experience with you in hopes of kind of learning about your knowledge and experience as well, right? This is something that I'm looking to have. It's kind of collaborative and uh, information share. Like I've told you in the past, nothing that I'm talking to you about, it should be a, a key core learning. And if it is awesome, that's great. But I come at you with the assumption that you probably already have a pretty good idea about that subject. And oftentimes what I'm coming at you with is being the reminder being the, the angel on your shoulder, being the coach that reminds you of those best practices and those best habits, right? And today's topic is about one that we're all probably very familiar with, which is time management. And how this podcast came about was a couple podcasts ago, I had made mention of a new planner that I had received over the, over the weekend. Uh, and backing up even farther, I was back in Chicago last week with my business partner, and he whipped out this new planner. It was a Panda planner. Uh, that he had picked up off of Amazon. He had uh, heard great things about this planner and was really appreciating its simplicity. And so he started using that and kind of watching him go through and prioritize his days. And it has a section for gratitude and has uh, areas of focus. And it really just kind of brought me back to the importance of a time management tool. And I went ahead and bought one for myself. And I'm not implying that... uh, you know, this is the the superior uh, time management tool. I have had many different planners. Uh, from the one I had before was like my uh, my Grant Cardone 10x planner, and then before that, my Tony Robbins uh, RPM planner. Before that, I had my uh, Franklin Covey uh, time management, and I had that for quite a few years. And they're all great. You know what I mean? They're they're all excellent in their own right. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. One is more superior. I think, though, the one that is most superior is the one that's in your hands and the one that you're actually using because the the habit that I see myself, and you're talking to a 48-year-old here, uh, so over the years that I have used time management tools and planners, when I'm using them, I'm killing it, and I'm really effective, and I'm really efficient, and I'm knocking out, I'm not just knocking out tasks, but I'm setting goals, right? I'm I'm setting setting out desired outcomes, and I'm working towards those desired outcomes, and when I'm using this tool, it helps me to complete these tasks to achieve these outcomes, right? And after you do that a while, you're feeling really good and, and you feel like you get caught up. And I think what winds up happening is that you feel really good about where you're at. And then all of a sudden you miss a day and you don't use your day planner for a day. And then you get back on the wagon and then you miss two days. And then you get back on the wagon and then you miss three days. And before you know it, you're not using your, your day planner anymore because you feel like you're caught up and you feel like you're on top of it. Because I think that's the cycle that I go to is that sometimes, well, for example, last week when I saw Cody working with his day planner, I was like, wow, okay, I'm really good about using my my notebook as far as completing tasks, right? Writing down everything that needs to get done, and knocking that out. But I'm not really capturing the overall desired outcomes that these tasks will work towards. And I'll talk a little bit more about this if this language isn't resonating with you. If you're not able to, to differentiate between the tasks and the outcomes, I'll, I'll dive into those a little bit more uh, later in this podcast. But uh, where I'm going with this is that I was feeling, as Cody was planning out his day, I was like, whoa, okay, I'm missing that planning part, or at least I feel like I'm missing that planning part. And if I have this tool, I'll be able to start planning again, right? And so sure enough, my plan- planner shows up on Saturday and, you know, I start to use it, I start to log it. And before you know it, it just provides clarity and focus. And I think those are a couple of words that you'll hear throughout all of my podcasts is that th- those are like the things that I'm always trying to seek myself are that clarity and that focus, right? So that we can have clear goals, we can have good focus towards achieving those goals. And, and it's also likewise for, in addition to manage, managing time to managing people, uh, to managing your business, you know, again, the clarity and that focus are, are these outcomes that we're always trying to achieve. So coming back to the day planner, you know, 
one of the key things that it provides value of using this is getting out of the task management. As I alluded to before, I have always had a notebook, right? Where I will sit down, whether it's during a meeting or whether I carry it with me, it's a spiral notebook that I literally am I'm taking notes. So if I'm on a phone call, I'm taking notes. If I'm in a conversation, I'm taking notes. When I wake up, I'm kind of knocking out the things that I know that I need to do. Like, oh man, I need to check the bank account and make sure that I've sent off checks to the vendors. You know, whatever those whatever those tasks are that, that need to get done, that I know that need to get done. And I just want to make sure that I don't forget, right? It's like tying that, that old uh, string around your finger. I don't know if that analogy carries anymore, right? But that was kind of an old analogy for my parents, right? It's like, oh, if you needed to remember something, tie that string around, around your finger, right? And then when you were done, you untied that string. Well, this is very similar to my notebook, right? It was like, ooh, if a thought came into my head, I didn't, and I don't want it to rattle around all day, you know, write it down in that book and then boom, at least I've got that checklist. But the value of a day planner is not necessarily just to check off tasks, right? The value, the real value lies in planning forward, right? So a day planner, planning forward, right? That, that's the whole point of a, of a day planner overall. And if you haven't been using it that way, this is, a, you know, keep listening because this was a key learning that I had, especially uh, in my Tony Robbins planner, right? And so if you've uh, ever listened to Tony Robbins, he talks a bit about time management. He has a uh, time planning system called the RPM model. Uh, and so basically the, the big thing that he is focused on in his day planner, and this was a key learning that I had, was you know set your desired outcomes and then have your tasks flow from that, if that makes sense. So, so say for example, my desired outcome is to hire an assistant. And you know there, there might be a lot of tasks that need to happen between right now, that desire of wanting to have an assistant and the actual hiring of the assistant, right? And so, for example, you know, if I'm looking to hire an assistant, I need to write a job description, right? So that I can post it on an internet website. So say indeed.com. And, you know, so those are two tasks, right? Write the job description. You know, the second task is post that on uh, indeed.com. You know, as resumes come in, another task is review resumes, right? Another task after that is, you know, schedule interviews. So, so maybe schedule phone interviews, right? And from those, you schedule in-person interviews. That's a fifth task. And then after that, you know, review the, the final. That's a sixth task to, to see which one of the, the final uh, applicants are going to be uh, worth hiring, right, or talking to. And then after that, you know, the seventh task is going to be making a, uh, an offer or drawing up an offer. And then after that, another task is, you know, getting them set up. And so the point I'm trying to make here is you see, like, all of a sudden, if you look at the tasks, it can be overwhelming. It's like, oh, man, before you know it, then I'm not going to hire an assistant because that's so much work to do. As opposed to if you just have focus on the desired outcome, the tasks will organically happen, right? You will organically work towards those tasks. And the nice thing about having the, the outcome in mind is that as you complete these tasks, you'll, you're still reaching fulfillment and you're feeling like you're you're working towards that goal as opposed to, you know, if you just have a ton of tasks, no one is getting through all of their tasks in a day. And it, and if you're not, and if you are getting through, it's because you don't have enough tasks or you're not capturing everything, right? Or you're not working, you slacker. But no, seriously, it's like at any given time, we have, you know, 50 things that we need to get completed if you chunk it down to, or if you break it down to individual tasks, right? And a lot of them we're just doing on autopilot, right? We've, we've created these habits and we're doing them automatically. And so we don't even think about it anymore. You know, you know what I mean? I've got three kids at home and, you know, I have my automatic routine where, you know, I jump out of bed, I do my push-ups, I'm on my re rebounder for 10 minutes. I've, I've used the restroom, I jump in the, the shower and then afterwards I get myself dressed and then get the kids dressed and then I'm getting them breakfast and then we're packing them up, making sure uh, everything's signed for, for their homework, for their teacher, uh, get them in the car, get them to school. I mean, if you chunk those down into their individual tasks, there's a lot of tasks. But obviously, I'm not writing those down and checking them all off because they become a habit and they're recurring, right? We're doing them every day. And so I'm kind of doing it on, on autopilot, right? So I'm not writing those down, right? But my point is, is that they're still happening, right? And they're still important and they're still tasks and they're still critical in our day-to-day -day life, right? So 
as we write out all these tasks, oftentimes it can be overwhelming. Uh, oftentimes it's overwhelming because we're not able to complete all of them. We've all heard the uh, 10 pounds of excrement in a five pound bags. Oh, I can say it. it's 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. We've all heard that analogy. It's like, okay, so which five pounds is getting in this bag today? And that's really the value of your day planner, right? It's helping you to prioritize what's most important to get done right now so that as you're working towards your overall outcomes, your actions are in line with those those outcomes, right? So if my desired outcome to get an assistant is more important than my desired outcome to say, you know, work out all five days this week, right? Or, you know, five out of five for Monday through Friday, right? If it's more important than I have my assistant and I get to that point where it's like, oh man, this is normally the time where I go run, but I really need, it's more important to have an assistant. That's my cue for making sure that I'm working towards that goal. So whether it's the creating the job, uh, the job rec, or it's posting it on Indeed or working through the resumes or working through phone interviews, whatever those tasks are, or whatever's kind of next in line, that's working towards that overall goal as opposed to, and which by the way, I never miss a running day. That's always important. If you listen to my move podcast, you know, moving is incredibly important, but I, I just thought of that because that's an example of, you know, ways to prioritize. There's different things that we have during, during the day and everything is important. That's the whole thing is like when you're, you're chunking down these tasks, everything is important. So that's why what is more important than the other? Does that make sense? This helps you to prioritize and it helps you also to set the table for the next day and the day after that, right? Because if I've got, so a better analogy might be, you know, not missing a run, but if I've got a scheduled appointment in front of a client, that's a must see, you know, that's, that's kind of top priority in our organization. If I've got a live appointment, I have to make that. And even though it's really, really important that I get an assistant, it's more important that I'm in front of that client because that's a commitment that I've made to them. And so I need to make sure, you know, if I've got tasks that need to be completed to prepare, prepare myself for that meeting, then I need to make sure that I'm doing that as opposed to looking through job resumes when I should be preparing for that appointment because I need to present myself with my best foot forward and be the best version of myself in that in-person meeting, which means I need to be prepared, right? And I need to have everything in line for that meeting. So that's kind of a, a maybe a better example of prioritizing, right? But, but again, back to what I learned through that RPM model is you're starting with those desired outcomes. And the nice thing about the Panda Planner, kind of tying that back in, and, and if you're reading this transcript on the, the website, I'll provide a link for you as well so you can click over and see because they have multiple different Panda Planners. And so I'll show you the, which one I'm using. And uh, they have a section in there which are, uh, they break it out by your month at a glance, right? So you can basically open up and you can see it at this month, you know, what am I doing this week? What appointments do I have? When am I traveling? When am I in Chicago? When am I in Portland? Whatever that is, right? When is my wife traveling? You know, what are big dates for the kids? Uh, one thing that I'm doing here in Texas, I thought it was kind of funny, is today is is Western Day. I don't think they call it Western Day, but it's, uh, it's essentially Western Day. They dressed up. And then tomorrow, Friday, and I'll give you the date. It's Friday the 27th tomorrow. The, the kids have the day off from school because it's the first day of the county fair. Yep, that pause was intentional. <laughs> I've never lived anywhere where they the kids got a day off of school so they could participate in the county fair. I think that's pretty awesome because clearly agriculture is a big deal down here and a big core of the uh, of the culture down here. Uh, so I think it's it's awesome, and I there's a good chance I'm probably working half day tomorrow just so I can get down to the fair as well. Since my kids have the day off, I think we're obligated to get them down there for that. So. Just wanted to share that. I do digress, but um, and I, I'm not sure where I was going with that. But other than getting back to our time management and talking about the tasks at hand and what we're doing and what we're working towards to achieve our bigger goals. So back to the bigger goals and tying it back to the Panda Planner. I, I was talking about sharing that link with you uh, is getting your outcomes, your desired outcomes for a, a certain period of time. And so you have that, that first month look, right? Where you're looking at the overall month and you're planning out your, your month. The next section is by the week, right? So by the week, this is where you can really start to 
to look at, okay, if I'm sitting down Sunday and I'm planning out my week, this is my opportunity to look forward to the week. And as opposed to backing into filling up the task, it's really looking at what's my desired outcome? You know, what am I looking at doing for this? And we can even step back to, to the month view, right? It's like, if you're looking at, you know, I'm wrapping up September here and we're looking at October, that's our opportunity when we're looking at the month of October, what do we want to achieve in October? Like, do we have some, some goals that we're looking at doing? And, and, and this is like, once you start looking beyond the day and beyond the hour and beyond the minute, it's like, man, what do I want to achieve? You know, what am I capable of and, and what is important to me? So for example, you know, rewind back to January when I was writing the book, you know, this was the, the more global goals, right? It's like, oh man, okay. And this month I want to write 30,000 words. And those were, you know, because my whole book, I think, is right at 75,000 words, 70,000 words-ish, whatever, right around there, right? And so what I was, what my goal was, was to write out 30,000 words in in the month of January, right? And then in February, it was like another 30. And so I think the original plan of my book was like 60,000 words. I think I wound up at like 70, whatever that is. But basically, I wanted to write this whole thing in two months. Uh, so I basically had 30,000 words in January. 30,000 words in February. So that, that's an example of one goal. And that's a big audacious goal, right? But the, you break that down. And if you've got four weeks divided by, you know, 30,000, what is that? 8,000, 7,500? Oh, I don't have a calculator here, but you can do that math. We got one in front of you. So I, I would chunk it down there. So I'm looking at my week and it's like, okay, I've got 7,500 words that I need to write this week. You know, divide that by, you know, seven days. It's just over a thousand words per day. And so that, that becomes then, part of your daily work. So, so that's kind of an example of chunking down these larger goals into smaller palatable pieces. Because when you're talking about, I don't know if you've ever written before, but if you talk about uh, writing 30,000 words in a month, that, that could overwhelm someone, right? And it, I think it overwhelmed me, but I think I was also in a mindset at the time where I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to crush it. No problem. And I've got this right. But I didn't know what I was signing myself up for because it was a ton of work, right? But, uh, you know, 30,000 words is a lot, right? But after you chunk it down by the week and after you chunk it down by the day, you know, 1,100, 1,200 words is not that, that bad. You know what I mean? It, it, was, it was absolutely doable. And in fact, I think I averaged 16 to, 7, 16 to 1,800 words per day. And so that's why the book actually went over my original budget is because I just was able, once I kind of got into my flow and once I got into my state of what I was writing about, you know, it just came out. And so... That was just a great example of chunking that down from big audacious goals to, you know, simple tasks that are really achievable, you know, roping that bank back into work. You know, uh, what I'm currently looking to do right now is, you know, we just opened this office in Houston. And so I'm looking to, to bring in an assistant. That's easily an, uh, a task uh, or a, an outcome that can be overwhelming. But when you chunk it down to the individual, individual tasks, it helps you to better prioritize, and or here's the key, the concept of delegation, right? There's a lot of things that you can often, once you chunk these down into their simple tasks, there's a lot of these that can be delegated out and they can be given to other people for for them to help you out, right? Because you ha- we all have a ton of resources, right? And so this is another key learning for me as well is that delegation is really key. And we, we're all very familiar with the concept of virtual assistance as well, right? So if you happen to be listening and you're, you know, a marketing planner for a, a one-off dental practice and you don't have a ton of resources to have your, your own assistant, right? Your own full, full-time or part-time assistant, you know, you also have the option to bring in a virtual assistant and starting out, you know, highest, highest level would be Upwork. If you've never used a virtual assistant before, you know, Upwork is a great place to start. It's a great place to start looking for, for help, Right. And an example of chunking that down would be like for, for this podcast, for, for example, uh, I actually have a virtual assistant that helps me with transcription and then posting it to the, to my, uh, my CMS, my WordPress site as well. And so that's a great example of delegating, right? Cause this guy right here loves to gack out on technological stuff like that. Right. You know, I, I'm the one who built that website. I love tinkering around. It's like a puzzle for me. And if you let me, I'll just do it all day long, but I don't have time for that. You know, I'm, I've got much bigger things to do other than this, this side project. Right. And so, um, I can't be spending out time on 
the website all, all of the time, right? So by delegating these out, it, it gives you the opportunity to work on other tasks, right? It, it truly create again, back to the 10 pounds analogy in a five pound bag. If I've got 10 pounds that needs to get in, if I'm able to successfully delegate five pounds out so that it's getting done by people that you've delegated that out to, and I'm still doing my five pounds, this is a great way to complete your 10 pounds, right? Here, here's another example though. If you're getting good at being clear and you're able to delegate, this also creates the opportunity to work on the plus side too. So if you've got an, a virtual assistant that can handle five pounds of your load, you bring on another assistant that can handle the other five pounds, what is that for you up to do, right? That's not, the goal isn't to, I know some people is like, oh man, like the four hour work week, the goal is like, man, I delegate all 10 pounds out and then I go sit in a hammock on a beach and, and all the money rolls in and I just like hang out. And that's a great Tim Ferriss thing. And, and God bless him for, for being able to do that because that was a goal of his and he was absolutely able to crush that. That's not me though. Uh, my goal is not to live on a beach in a hammock and, you know, check in uh, four hours every week to see how my business is doing. I love what I do and I love the interactions and I love the connections that it gives me. I love the proximity that it gives me with my clients. I love the proximity I have with my my employees and my coworkers and my business partner. I love that 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 connection and that that sense of community. Right. And so that's not my goal. My goal is not to to live on the beach. Now, granted, uh, I love living in flip flops like on the weekends or when I vacation, like I absolutely love that as well. But that's not the life I'm looking to live. Right. So I, I love working. I love what work means to me. Right. Uh, because it gives me that connection and that significance and it gives me uh, purpose. Right. And I think that's often what we're looking for is is purpose. Right. In life. And so. Uh, if your purpose is to uh, be one with yourself and live on a beach, because I'm not, I'm not discounting that at all either. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, Eckhart Tolle and, and Deepak Chopra, and uh, Wayne Dyer and being connected with oneself and uh, the I am, and I get that. I, I completely understand that. Um, but my ego also needs to be stroked as well. So you know, it's, it's that balance, right? It's that balance. That's going to be another podcast as well as the identification of the ego and. How to how to release, and we'll we'll talk about that as well. But but what I'm talking to you about is you know back to if I'm giving five pounds to a virtual assistant, I'm giving my other five pounds to another virtual assistant, as opposed to having that time reinvested on a hammock on a beach. What if you were able to reinvest that, you know, prospecting for new customers, right, or strengthening relationships? with your vendors or strengthening relationships with your coworkers or with your employees or with your bosses or with your, or what if you were able to reinvest that time in your community, right? And you were able to give back. I mean, there's so much more that you can do and that offer offers you fulfillment, right? And it gives you the opportunity to have that connection and that love and that significance and that certainty, which are all core values of ours, right? So, so bringing that back to our day planner, right? If you um, are looking at the month of like, wow, okay, so for October, you know, so for me, I do a lot of of um, business development, for example. I'm just going to talk about myself for a second here. For you, if you're doing media planning, so maybe maybe that's tied back to, to what you are doing. So it makes a little more sense to you. You know, if you're looking at October and you have the, the big audacious goal of, okay, for October, we're looking at growing our Invisalign cases uh, from an average of five per month up to 10, where we want to double our Invisalign cases. And that's a big audacious goal, right? And you know what that means financially too. That could be a big financial win for everyone. And everyone's high-fiving if you were able to double your production on Invisalign, that could be massive. Uh, that's thousands and thousands of dollars uh, of upside, right? But it's like, oh man, you think about what, what does it take to be able to provide that? And what kind of efforts need to go into my marketing, my communications, my my sales sheets, my conversations, my meetings, my consultations, whatever that is. And you're like, oh, man, this is big. But if you start at the month, then when you get down to the week, you're able to chunk out. It's like, okay, if I'm looking at five cases uh, for the whole month, my big focus right now 
for this week is, you know, it, say the month has four weeks in it, right? So 1.3 uh, on average or whatever that is, right? It's not a round number, right? But I need to get one to two this week. That's that's my goal. I need to get one to two additional cases, right? So if you're already doing five and you're already getting that one or 1.2, right? Whatever. And we're looking to double that. That means we need to get two to three cases, right? Does that make sense? The old math was we needed one, but if we're looking to double that, we need two, two to three, right? And so that's our goal. And so then you can start to chunk it out. It's like, okay, for this week, I need three new cases of Invisalign. And so here's what uh, I'm going to be doing. And here's kind of the marketing and communications, you know, planning the, because again, right now we're in September. If we're planning ahead to October, it gives us the opportunity to, okay, you know, how are we going to support that? Are we going to send out any direct mail? Are we going to set up any Google AdWords? Are we going to do any targeting? Are we going to do any display ads? Are we going to do any IP targeting? Are we going to do any internal marketing where we're going to be communicating with our existing patients? You know, there's so many different ways that we can share that message, right? So the voice, right back to the book, the voice for that month would be, we're going to be talking about Invisalign, right? And then using your voice would be the media that we're going to be doing. So how are we going to be communicating that? Are we going to have any internal posters inside there? Are we going to have any internal education for our own uh, employees and assistants and front office staff so that they're speaking the same language as well, right? And then uh, once we have that in place and then we start executing on that, then we can start to measure and see what what happens from that, right? And so take that down to the day level now. So we've talked about the month what our overall goal is. And for this example, it's going to be Invisalign, right? We bring that down to the week where it's like, okay, I need two to three cases this week to stay on track and to meet this, to, to be able to meet the desired 10 cases this month to be able to, to beat uh, or double our production or to meet our goal, right? And so when we chunk that down to the day, then we can start to really break down to the individual tasks of what it's going to take to be able to get to that goal, right? So if I'm going to be able to, if I'm doing any direct mail to support this, you know, I need to call Michael Fleming and innovate to set this up and, you know, how long's the lead time on that and get all the particulars on that. And then the next one is going to be, okay, I need to uh, set up my Google AdWords and, you know, maybe there's a sales funnel page. So another task, I'm going to call Michael and innovate and we're going to talk about our funnel page and our supporting uh, advertisements that are going to drive people to that page, right? Another one is, uh, posters. We're going to do internal posters. Oh, okay. I need to call Michael and innovate to, you know, work on art for the posters and get ETA on that and lead times and whatever yeah, and so forth. Right. Which we do all that, by the way, that's why I keep saying, I'm going to call Michael and, uh, and, uh, work with him on that. Now, granted, I'm not trying to, to sell you anything, but you know, I definitely want to identify myself as a resource so, so that when you are looking to delegate, you know, again, back to your time management, right. Uh, that we are absolutely a resource. We're a prime example of a great resource that you can use for your marketing and, and communication needs, right? So this is an example of like at the daily level, right? So identify your resources. What can I delegate? What needs to stay on my plate? And then you start checking that off, all working towards the weekly goal of I've got to get three new new cases, all working towards the monthly goal of 10 total cases for the month, right? And do you see how that works? It's, it's, we have these individual tasks that need to be in line with the overall outcome or the overall goal. And the reason I say this is because if you're doing it old school and you've got the notebook like I am, we have these, these tasks. And even if we're really, really good about completing these tasks, what winds up happening is we lack fulfillment. Does that make sense? We'll, we'll complete these tasks and we're like, yes, we've got these tasks that are done. But at the end of the day, all you have is, is a list of things that have been checked off or more often than not, half your list is checked off. And now it's a bunch of shit that you need to do the next day, right? And then the other things that you've completed were just a bunch of tasks that oftentimes people have offloaded onto you. It's kind of that monkey on, on the back analogy where it's like people try to get the monkey off the back and put it onto yours. You know, oftentimes... Being of service-minded, I'm very service-minded as well, I will be more than willing to help other people, right? And so if they say, oh man, I'm really struggling here, you know, there's times where I'll step in and I'll be like, hey, don't worry about that. I, I can bust this out in five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever that is, and I'll knock it out before you know it. As opposed to delegating tasks out, my list is actually getting longer. So then you, you go back to that analogy of, you know, at the end of the day, you have this list that's half completed and the stuff that has been completed didn't really 
matter because it was just checking off stuff that was really important, but it wasn't really working towards a big desired income. It was a task and it needed to get done and you were really glad that you got it done, but it's like you're lacking that fulfillment because it really didn't work you towards a, a bigger goal because you never set a goal. And that's really the big value of the, a time planner like this is it gives you the opportunity to identify, you know, what am I capable of? What is important to me? You know, when is the last time I set a goal and worked towards that goal and, oh my gosh, completed the goal. And after that, the other habit that we want to create is celebrating that goal. In yesterday's podcast, for example, I celebrated uh, how celebrated the reach of the podcast now and how many different channels that are available. You know, once once this hit the Apple Podcasts, uh, I think that was a big deal for me because this is where everyone gets their information. Very similar to when my book uh, was first available on uh, Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. I mean, th- those are like that's a big deal. Like when you're able to uh, show someone, it's like, oh my gosh, they're like, you're an author. It's like, yeah, yeah, I wrote a book, and they're like, you wrote like a real book. Like <laughs> the last girl I talked to, she was like, like on Barnes and Noble. I was like, as a matter of fact, and I pulled up BarnesandNoble.com on my phone and typed in dental marketing and bam, there was my book. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's so great. But it was a great opportunity for, for me to be grateful for what I had accomplished. Right. And this all comes back to, you know, rewind for me back to writing the book. You know, I set that goal back in January that I was going to write this book out and I was going to do it in two months. And so 60,000 words over two months, and I chunked it down to, you know, whatever I worked, whatever the math worked out to, 1,200, 1,100 words a day. And I actually exceeded that goal, right? But, but you talk about 60,000 words, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's overwhelming. But when you chunk it down to the week and you chunk it down to the day, uh, it, it was easy. And after the first couple days, so, so the first couple days, you're carried by excitement and enthusiasm, right? But, you know, by day four, day five, where you can slip, you remind yourself that now it's already a habit. I've already been doing it, right? And now I just need to continue to do it. And if I've got a day planner and I've got some place to come back to that centers me and reminds me what's important to me and reminds me of what the overall goal that I'm trying to achieve is there and I'm able to see that, it helps me focus and say, all right, this is why I'm going to grind out. Because <clears throat> I'll be honest with you. Oh my gosh, there was a couple of days where I would get that, you know, proverbial writer's block and I'd be stuck at 700 words and you're like, whoa, what am I doing? Right. But, you know, I, I realized what the, what the desired outcome was overall. And all of a sudden, instead of spinning out in write, writer's block, I just took a deep breath and, and powered through and wrote and let it, let it flow. And, you know, told a different story or used a different angle or whatever that was to kind of get me out of that rut, I was able to, to get myself back on track because of my overall outcome. It, as opposed to if I just had that little sheet, right, where it's just a bunch of, bunch of tasks, you know, it's easy for, uh, you know, I, I know I need to write 1,200 words today, you know, uh, but I'll do it tomorrow, you know, because what's, what's the desired outcome? Oh, well, I'll give you a prime example. I used to have a, uh, a task that would pop up every Wednesday, which was uh, write a blog post for our website. And, you know, the first couple of times you're like, yeah, this, I can do that. I can do that. But then by week three, by week four, and it's like, uh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll, I'll write that tomorrow. And, you know, tomorrow turns into Friday and then uh, you know, I'll just knock that out next week. No problem. It's 500 words. It's nothing, whatever. I can totally do it. Right. And then before you know it, the... I stopped writing blog posts because I, I just fell out of the habit. And the biggest part, the biggest reason why is I didn't have an overall desired outcome, right? Because I wasn't a blogger. This was more for like SEO kind of purposes for work. And so I had never set the intention or the goal of my goal is to have four blog posts consisting of 500 words so that I can so I, so that I can crush my SEO goals and move from this ranking, this organic ranking to this ranking or whatever, right? It was more just like, oh, I know that blogging is important and I want to start doing that. And so I, every Wednesday, I want to write out a blog. It was just more of a task than an overall outcome, right? And do you understand the difference between the two? Uh, I hope that I'm, I'm offering that clarity to you as well, is that had I come out with the clear goal or vision of I need to make it my purpose to create 
four blog posts a month or, or one blog post a week so that I can crush my SEO goals and continue to increase my organic search on Google, that's a much more global goal or specific goal than I would just want to write one blog post a week, right? So that, that's the value of our time management, our time management systems, and being able to have bigger purpose, right? And bigger value. And that, that's really what this comes down to is like, what are you capable of, right? This is something I was listening to a, um, a quick little video from Wayne Dyer yesterday. And Wayne Dyer, uh, rest in peace. It's, I think his words are even more impactful uh, now that he's passed, right? And, and what a gift that we have right now with our podcasts and with our YouTube videos that, you know, we have these tools now that this blessed man now can live forever, right? Because he has these videos, he has these audio recordings, he has these books, right? That, you know, I watched this video and it's like, he's still with us. And, you know, well, I, I have to be honest, when, when I first turned it on, I, I kind of teared up a little bit because I had that realization. It's like, oh my gosh, he's no longer, longer with us, but he's still speaking to me as if, you know, it's 10 years ago, right? It was the, uh, it was so awesome to be able to hear his voice and to communicate with me as if he was still with us. And so it was such a, a great experience and such a great blessing. But anyway, <clears throat> back to the content or the core of what he was talking about was, you know, what are we capable of, right? What are we capable of doing? And are we living the best versions of ourselves? And he had a, a saying that, that I, that really resonated with me and I hope resonates with you because I'm, I'm 48 years old. So I'll use my age for an example. You know, have I truly lived 48 years or have I lived one year, 48 times? And so <gasps> and that's a pretty impactful statement, right? It's like, have I truly lived 48 years or have I lived one year, 48 times? And the example that he was giving in his story was there was a time where he was a professor and this was after he wrote his first uh, big book that came out. I think it was like his, his third book overall. But he was like a renowned author now. He was getting a lot of activity. Obviously, he was a successful professor at the school that he was teaching at. And, you know, he was offered a, a position that basically set him up for life, right? It was a, a position that, that gave him certainty. It gave him money. Uh, and it was, you know, basically what every professor had aspired to be, right? But that's when he he realized. So at first, when he was offered that, he's like, "Oh my gosh, this is so great!" But after digging deep and searching his soul, he had the epiphany that, you know, this was an amazing opportunity that he was presented with. But it also was going to be the same thing year after year, and that was his whole analogy. Back to, do I want to continue to do the same thing over and over, or do I want to expand and figure out? Who, who I'm truly capable of being. And so that's when he actually not only declined this tenure position where he would be a professor, whatever the highest level professor w was going to be, but he actually wound up leaving the school. And so it was like a crazy example and a like a turning point in his life where he realized like, oh my gosh, I have achieved what I really wanted to achieve, but now what's next? When And what does that mean? And is it gonna be the same thing over and over and over again? Or am I capable of more. And so bringing this back to you and why I encourage you to start using the, these time management planners, these time planners is to figure out, you know, what are you capable of, right? How, how, how is your role at your current job right now? How is your current role in your current relationship right now? How is your relationship with your kids? How's your relationship with your community, with your church? Uh, are you giving back to your community, right? Do you have an outlet where you're able to give you know, are you a youth coach, right? What, what are the different relationships that you've got and or how can you be improving that, right? And what are you capable of, right? Are we just like uh, going through the motions? Again, am I living uh, one year 48 times? Uh, one of the analogies, one of, one of the things that comes to mind is the Lego movie. If you've seen the, the Lego movie, the Will Ferrell movie, it would be Lego movie one where they start off the movie and He's basically doing everything. Everything is awesome. And he's dancing around and he's doing the same thing over and over and over and over every day. Taco Tuesday. Woo! And it's like, that is so funny, right? 
but it's so funny because it's so true. And we all have our habits that we fall into and habits are easy because they're automatic. We don't have to think about them. And so it gives us the opportunity to still be productive, uh, but with the least amount of effort, right? And I think that's what a lot of us are working towards is, is the least amount of effort, right? The least amount of responsibility, the least amount of work, right? And some of us are aspiring to do that, but we don't know why. And some of us will call it lazy. Uh, some of us will not call it anything. You know, some of us will, will just kind of float through it because that's what our parents did. And that's what our friends do. And that's what our coworkers do. And it's part of the norm, right? And everything is awesome. And Taco Tuesdays are great. And, but before you know it, you wind up and you're 48 years old and you're like, oh man, is it like, uh, is this going to be the rest of my life? Cause, cause as a 48 year old right now, I'm kind of looking at my half life, right? I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I've lived about halfway through my, my life of what I plan to live. Right. And, uh, like, is this, is this all that life has to offer? Am I going to continue just looking forward to, you know, taco Tuesdays and when I, when I open up my day planner, it's like, all right, there's going to be five Taco Tuesdays in this month, four ones in the next month, and, you know, 52 and 52 more Taco Tuesdays in, in 2020 and, you know, 520 over the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, like man, that's it. As opposed to, you know, what am I truly capable? And that, that's what, what this recording with Wayne Dyer was really talking about is like, what am I capable of doing? Like, I'm capable, the whole reason I'm doing this this podcast is because I believe that I'm capable of coaching others to be the best version of themselves, right? I believe that I have a ton of great knowledge, tribal knowledge and experience and passion and and the willingness to serve other people that I can be a great coach and mentor uh, and motivator for, for people like yourself, right? That I'm not even necessarily trying to teach new profound concepts, right? What I'm trying to do is be that reminder and that best friend and that encourager and that person that you can come to with a great idea. And I'm not going to be the one that's like, oh man, I remember I tried that and it was a horrible idea. Or why, why would you ever do that? That's a horrible idea, right? I mean, oftentimes whenever we're trying to, to make change or we're trying to better ourselves, you know, we'll t- tell a friend, at a, at, we're super excited. Oh my gosh, I've got this new idea or I found this new coaching program or whatever. And they're like, well, why would you spend your money on that? And you're like, oh my gosh, that was not the intended, that, that's not, that's not what I expected to hear, right? And then all of a sudden they're, they're, they're like trying to pull you back into the norm. They're trying to pull you back into the day-to-day, what's normal, what's comfortable, right? What, what's, it's their certainty, right? And it's what you've known as certainty as well, right? And so I'm trying not, not to be that person. I'm trying to be the person where if you come and say, you know what, Michael, I love that podcast. And in fact, I've been, I've been really wanting to take a more uh, involved role or have much more involvement in my church or, or with our local food shelter or, what, you know, back to dentistry. I've wanted to go. I've heard I've had a couple friends that I went to school with that go and, and serve down at the Dominican Republic or down in Haiti or wherever that is. And I've always wanted to do it, but I've never done it. And whenever I brought it up, you know, maybe my wife or my family were like, oh, why would you do that? It's a third world country or, you know, God forbid you ever tell someone that's in the military that you're going to Mexico, right? Because they've got these reports that are telling you how dangerous it is, right? Whatever, right? I'm not that guy. If you come and say, you know what? I've decided that I'm going to shut down my practice and I'm going to go have a, a mobile a mobile <laughs> dental service that I'm going to drive throughout Mexico. I'm going to be like, dude, do it. Go and do it now. How are you going to finance that and go? You know, because if you're passionate about it, you've got to do it. And if you're passionate about it and you don't do it, you're always going to wonder what if. Right. So bringing that back to to the day planner, this is your opportunity to really kind of look at what's important to me. Right. Maybe it is. I need to invest in some coaching. Maybe I need a coach. Maybe maybe that's the first step that I need. And which, by the way, give us a call. I can help you with that. Right. Maybe I need more help with our media. Give us a call with that. You know, delegate that out. Maybe your goal is I want to double my revenues in my practice. Maybe it's I want to spend more time in my church. Maybe it's I want to spend more time in our local charity. Well, maybe it's, I want to spend more time with my kids. I want to travel with my kids, whatever that is, you know, what's your calling? What's important to you? Maybe it's the the Tim Ferriss idea, right? Or I want to work four hours a month or four hours a week or whatever, and spend more time. I I know that uh, one of my friends, Bill Blatchford has a, not as, not as intense, but uh, not as intense as four hours a month, right? 
but he really believes in, you know, having a very focused work segment, say three, four days a week, but then also having a very focused out of work say segment and focus on your life, focus on your family, focus on your kids, focus on travel, focus on fulfillment, right? And so there's there's no wrong answer here, right? And, and it's really what is important to you and what are you capable of? And you're never going to know what you're capable of until you write it down and until you make it a goal, right? If you want to be more active in the church, well, what does that activity look like? How many hours does that look like? And writing it down, it's like, you know, this month, I want to spend 20 hours of volunteer time with my local charity or local organization, or maybe it's a financial goal, or I want to raise money, whatever that goal is, but write it down. And at that point, then you can start to chunk it down of, you know, say, for example, you're going to give 20 hours a month to your church, right? Or to your school or whatever that is, right? Of, of your time. Well, you chunk that out over four weeks, right? Uh, it's five hours a week. You chunk that out over days. Now it's, you know, one hour per workday or two and a half hours per weekend day or whatever that is, right? But once you start to chunk it down, it's like very palatable, very doable, very easy, as opposed to whew, 20 hours, I don't even have two because that seems that seems big and audacious, right? But once you're able to chunk it down, before you know it, you've given 24 hours and then you're able to look back and say, wow, in October, I set a goal for giving my church 20 hours of my time and look what I did. I was actually able to give 24 hours and this was awesome and I feel fulfilled, right? And and this is really what I, what I wanted to do. Or maybe it's the other way where, you know, I set this goal where I wanted to give, you know, 20 hours to the food bank and I did all this work and it, it felt good, but it, I felt like I got more, right? So I want to give more or I want to give in a different way. But But again, it's setting the milestone. It's setting the goal, working towards that goal. It's achieving it. And it's celebrating and or course correcting after that and making adjustments to it. But we're, we're never going to hit our target if we don't place the target up to begin with, right? If, if we're just completing tasks every day and we're just getting delegated shit to do every day and we're going through and we're checking off half of our list and then the other half just kind of gets pushed to tomorrow because we're not delegating it, we're just going to be stuck in that cycle of living one year 48 times or whatever whatever your age is versus truly being able to live a blessed life of 48 years or whatever that length is. So I hope that offers some clarity. This is obviously a big topic, one that, you know, I'll be coming back to you and sharing more. But for now, your your challenge, your takeaway from this is that if you don't have a day planner right now, go get one. And I don't care what it is. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've listed earlier in the podcast, the different day planners that I've got. If you go to Amazon and you Google or you go to Amazon and type in day planner, there's going to be 50 that pop up and they're all amazing. You, you know what I mean? Like the day planner is a tool, right? It's like going into a, a hardware store and you're like, oh man, I need a hammer. And there's 30 different hammers. Well, at some point you get to the point where they're all freaking hammers. Just grab one and start working, right? You may decide, oh man, I should have grabbed the, the rip hammer versus the the finish hammer or whatever that is, right? Because we can go down that rabbit hole too. But start with a hammer, right? Start with something and then that becomes the baseline. And yes, you may decide that, oh man, I should have started with the Franklin Covey versus the Panda or I should have jumped right and made the, the investment to the, the Tony Robbins RPM plan or whatever. But you might learn that eventually. But for now, just go get something. Start there. And once you have that day planner, your next goal is to create a goal for the month of October or whenever you're listening to this for the following month. And then at that point, you chunk that big goal down into weekly activities and then down to daily activities, and then you start to execute. And I'm not even going to go on how to measure after that, but this is starting that momentum, right? This is creating focus, and the focus for you is go get a date planner right now. Uh, And if you already have a date planner, it's on to part two, which is what is your goal for, for the next month? Right. If you're in a, in, in a month right now, because right now I'm recording this September 16th. So this is a perfect time to plan out your October. Right. So for you, plan out whatever that next month is for you. What is my big goal that I want to achieve? Right. And what and it all comes down to what am I capable of? And then figuring out and make it personal. Right. So much of us, so much of what we're doing is like around work and around our careers. Right. Maybe pick one that's personal. What are you capable of? Maybe, you, maybe you've always wanted to paint. Maybe you wanted to take a singing lesson. Maybe you wanted to take uh, guitar lessons. 
you know, uh, maybe you wanted to, to take your kids to the zoo or maybe you wanted to take your kids to, to Puerto Vallarta or, your, or, or maybe you hire a, a babysitter for, for the kids and you and your husband or you and your wife go to, to Puerto Vallarta, right? Invest some time into your relationship, right? Whatever that is for you, whatever is important to you. Once you close your eyes, if you're wondering what to do, just close your eyes right now and think of that best version of yourself. Think of yourself five years from now. 10 years from now, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? Do you want to be like what you're doing right now? Is that what you want to be five years from now? Maybe it is. And that's awesome. If so, great. For many of you though, it's not. And think of who that, that person looks like. Think of what that person acts like. Think of how they behave. You know, what kind of car do they drive? What kind of clothes are they wearing? What kind of vacations do they take? How do they interact with people at church? How do they interact with people at their local charity? How, how do they interact with people on the street? How do they interact with their coworkers, right? These are the things that, as you look at that future self of what, what you dream to be, these are what you should start aspiring to do right now. And these are the goals that you should start setting, right? It, it, it's more important to walk the walk than it is to talk the talk, right? And so figure out what the behaviors are, what those behaviors look like, and set your goal for next month to be one of those behaviors. Does that make sense? And I'm dying to get your feedback on this. You know, leave your feedback, uh, whether it's on on the blog site uh, from where this is transcribed or also through anchor.fm where this is primarily hosted. You're able to leave voice uh, messages or, or type messages back to me. I'm dying to know how this is impacting you or and or for this specific example, you know, what goals did you set for yourself? I'm dying to know what the, those goals are so that I, maybe I can even help you chunk that down to uh, weekly goals, weekly tasks to help you achieve that overall outcome, right? Or even daily tasks to help you achieve that so that you can start working towards that. Because again, here's that analogy of, man, if you happen to set a goal that you're not able to achieve, even if you've only got halfway there, at least you've got that momentum so that you can continue that momentum for the following month. So even if it took you two months to acquire that goal or that outcome versus one month, right? That's still better than not setting the outcome at all and not achieving it, right? So that's kind of the idea here is, and that's the whole value of these, these day planners is not just to have a bunch of, of tasks and to check shit off. And then you're like, woo, all right, that was great, but I got no fulfillment, right? It's truly looking farther upstream. And what do I want my life to look like one month from now? Who do I want to be when I grow up? And this helps you to get there, right? Both professionally and personally with your relationship, you know, again, back to the, the cores, the pillars of this whole podcast is like your health your wealth and your relationships with yourself and with others, okay? So I hope that helps. Uh, I hope you're able to get yourself a day planner. I hope you're able to, to get yourself uh, a big goal for the following month and I'm dying to know what that is. And, uh, you know, you can always give me a call as well at work if uh, you're really struggling and, and you want some, uh, some ideas on how to chunk that down as well. I'm more than willing uh, and able to help you out with that and I'm, I'm here to serve. I'm eager to serve you. So have an amazing day. And uh, tell me about your day planner. I can't wait to hear how that goes. Take care.